Hey everybody, welcome back to the Empire State Conservatives Podcast, episode 170. It is me, your host, Evan, here with Amani, our resident vegan, who is making a play for Gabe's job tonight. So we will see whether or not Gabe will ever be back on the show. If Amani does a good job, bye-bye, Gabe. Sorry, it's your own fault. You didn't show up today. But just before we get started, just a reminder to visit our website at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com for links to all our shows, audio, video, everything, blogs, merch, all that stuff. Remember, all of the proceeds go back into fighting leftist tyranny inside of New York. But let's not waste any time and money. We're going to get right into it. The COVID relief bill, the COVID relief bill was signed in today by Congress, and it will go to President Trump to be signed into law, hopefully, or not hopefully, whatever your opinions are on it. But the fact is that this relief bill, which is several months late, falls very short for the American people and gives a whole bunch of garbage to people who are either not in this country or undeserving of our tax dollars already. But as we all know, back in October, President Trump offered to sign a $1,200 payment direct to American taxpayers, but slag Queen Pelosi would not give him the points before the election. So instead, they held out and we got this garbage-filled bill with $600 going to American taxpayers, plus the added unemployment funding, which is important. But the fact that this bill is as big as it is, is absolutely ridiculous. There is so much pork in this bill that I'm pretty sure Ben Shapiro had to call his rabbi after reading it. All right. This is absolutely ridiculous. This thing is absolute garbage. And the fact that American work, Americans are getting $600. Listen, I get it. The unemployment benefits help, right? We need to fund federal unemployment people who have been out of work, people who have their business closed. But people who work two jobs, like I work two jobs. One of my jobs is suffering because of COVID. I'm not getting money to make up for that through unemployment. I'm getting the $600. So it falls extremely short. And there are a lot of people who are in that boat. Listen, this isn't, I'm not in favor of the government bailing out everybody. I'm not in favor of the government bailing out big businesses like they are in this bill. But the point is, our tax dollars are going into the government, they're giving us garbage back, and they're sending our money all over the place. And the media is acting like Joe Biden came down from heaven, and he's not even in office yet, and and just like tapped his magic wand and was like, everyone work together and give the American people what they want. Amani, what was your initial reaction to this absurd bill? Well, I actually found out uh, the same way a lot of us do through social media, the ridiculous memes that were actually funny, but it's only funny because it's true, like comedy is supposed to be, right? Um, It is a sick joke, no pun intended. Um, But I think that the first thing I want to touch upon is what I was seeing on social media is a lot of people kind of blaming conservatives, right? Blaming the Republicans like they always do. They, you know, they blame us for everything, Um, even though I played no role in you know the the filibustering of this bill or anything i i don't i mean did you play a role evan i i, I don't know i don't think no, so but pelosi held this whole thing up and that's what they don't understand Dem- democrats can do no wrong right and republicans or conservatives whatever they are can do no right 
And what really infuriated me was that obviously both sides of the aisle, right, even the most radical leftists and, you know, the most extreme conservatives think this is a joke, um, the amount specifically, right, $600 to every American. And a lot of people on the left were saying, well, we could have gotten more, but then the conservatives would say, oh, that's socialism, right? They don't want socialism, so they want people to suffer. It's like, no, 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 well, well first of all, the government is causing this problem. And that brings me to another point. Um, I don't believe that every single American should be getting uh, $600 because not every state, not every person is going through the same circumstances. For example, Florida, which is mostly open um, and people are kind of living a, a relatively normal life, shouldn't be receiving federal funds, right? So it's like you have a lot of people that are really just like saying, oh, you know, it's free money, right? I'm still working. I said, my, I was not even affected at all. So people need to start... Uh, first of all, understanding that the Democrat states are the ones that really need this because they caused this shutdown, right? It's not this pandemic. It's not a virus that's going and boarding up your business um, and, and fining you $50,000 for actually operating it. It's the Democrats that are saying, uh, you know, the, the rates of infections, not deaths, are rising. So therefore, you and your family have to suffer. Um, so I just, I, I feel like people are so disconnected from reality and it gets me so mad because not every state is handling this situation the same way and they're actually thriving look at states like texas or states like florida regardless of the infection rate right and one death is too much but they're in no way in the, in, in a disastrous state like we are with these blue states again yeah and i want to start this episode off by saying i am 100 not in favor of government handouts i think we need to minimize any type of government welfare system to the bare minimums to people who are literally unable to work people who are too old people who are mentally or physically disabled not people who just choose not to work i think welfare benefits need to be the bare minimum you need to incentivize people to be working i do not want the government to hand me a check i want the government to stop imposing these maoist restrictions and these stalinist restrictions on the american people open all the businesses if the masks work then i'll wear the mask but let every business open if the if social distancing works then let us open every business there is no reason why target and walmart can be open and the local mom and pop shop or the bars or the restaurants have to close they already know that indoor dining is is less than 2% of infections in New York City. Less than 2%. So you are killing an industry over less than 2% infections. Not even deaths, infections. It's absolutely ridiculous. I don't want stimulus bills. I want this country to be open. But if you're going to pass a stimulus bill, we are going to tear it apart for all the garbage that you are putting in this. Because $600 to working to taxpaying Americans. Again, I don't want every American. If you are in public assistance, you shouldn't be getting a stimulus bill, a stimulus check. Why? Because you don't work. You still get your government welfare. So you shouldn't be getting any extra money. This money should be going to people. Again, I'm fully on board with them funding unemployment, the federal government helping fund unemployment. Because these people who have been shut down, who have been locked out of their businesses, they have done nothing wrong. It's not their fault. But we should not be giving $600 to every ta every American. And it should only be going to taxpaying Americans because it's our money. 
It's our money. I gave the government that money. It should be direct payments only. It's exactly what President Trump asked them to do. Direct payments only $1,200 per person. I'll sign it right now. And Pelosi, that slag-headed piece of garbage, decided that she couldn't give him the points. And guess who paid for it? The American people. And everyone was like, oh, we're getting $1,200 in March. It's amazing. That $1,200 needed to last you until next week. Next week. It's absolutely ridiculous. The fact that the government takes our money and people put Pelosi up on a pedestal, put people like AOC up on a pedestal, call them our leaders. They're not our leaders. Even Mitch McConnell said it today. Leaders in, Amer in American government. No, no, you're not our leaders. You are our representatives. You do not lead us. You represent us in the government. And that's what people have forgotten. But let's get into this bill. Just to start off, right? We have, oh my God, it's absolutely ridiculous. First of all, the fact that they put in student loan bailouts into this bill is absurd. If you take out a loan, no one should bail you out. I'm in grad school. I had to take out a loan. I expect that I have to pay that loan back. That's it. I signed the paper. I took out the money. I have to pay it back. When you buy a house, you sign a mortgage, right? You have to pay it back. It, this this stuff where we're just giving people free money and just helping people out for making bad decisions is not going to end well. $300 million for refugee assistance. How is that part of COVID relief? $100 million to NASA. I didn't know NASA was helping with COVID relief. $20 billion to the United States Postal Service. A system that has been in debt for 12 years, 12 years, the USPS has been running in the red. We are now giving them $20 billion, which they will never be able to pay back. That's my, me, yours, everyone's tax dollars going to the postal service that can't deliver letters at a profit or even at breaking even. That's how poorly the postal system is run and we're bailing them out. $300 million endowment to the arts. Why? What does that have to do with COVID relief? $30 million to the Department of Education. That's not going to salaries of teachers. It's not going to supplies because they canceled teachers' choice, right? They're not, they're not reimbursing teachers for school supplies. That money is going to administrators. That money is going to superintendents. That money is going to the bureaucratic garbage that is the public school system. That's exactly where that's going. $7.5 million to the Smithsonian. I didn't know the Smithsonian needed a $7.5 million bailout. $35 million to the JFK Center for the Arts. What? Where's my $13 million to Howard University? No, no college should be getting bailout money. They are still getting federal money for student student loans. Why do they need to be bailed out? This thing is pure garbage. $100 million to the airlines. $25 million to the FAA. Over $500 million to Amtrak. And that does that doesn't even start with the foreign aid bill that they just passed 130 million dollars to nepal 135 to burma 85.5 to cambodia 700 million dollars to sudan americans cannot open their businesses without fear of being fined or locked out by sheriffs and you are giving 700 million dollars to sudan at what point do the american people come first at what point it's our money it's our businesses. It's our lives at stake. Amani, just, no, I don't I, know. What do you think of this? I can't, I can't anymore. I'm about to have a freaking heart attack. You're feeling exactly how a lot of people are feeling. Um, I 
you know, back, you know, a thousand days ago when Trump said, look, if you a standalone bill, $1,200, I will sign it right now. And, and Pelosi stalled it. She said, we're in the middle of an election. You know, she didn't want, and as we all know, she didn't want Trump to get the credit, right? Because when the economy starts getting better and you realize, you know what, it's, it's actually getting better under this administration and kind of reminds you of what you were feeling during 2018. I mean, 20, well, yeah, 2018, 2019, when we had the greatest economy ever, you start to remember all of his accomplishments that were erased by this virus that did not uh, come from us, you know, that wasn't totally out of our control regardless of what we were going to do because it is a virus it is and if it is you know as airborne airborne as they say we could not have controlled it but they stalled it and now that they believe that biden's got this in the bag now they want to push something through and back then when pelosi was calling everything that that um the republicans were calling for or the 1200 stimulus she called those crumbs right she was like oh we could do better than that we want more than that and now she's literally changing her tune, getting up on a podium and saying $600 is a significant amount for working families or a substantial amount. Regardless, it's ridiculous. And you see how hypocritical they are. Who, especially New York, where you're purchasing power with $600? Like, are you kidding me? That's like not even a, a well, for us, a week's worth of food for a big family. My, like, my rent's pretty cheap. It's pretty cheap compared to most people. I'm in a two-bedroom apartment on Long Island great spot. I get pretty good rent. It's $1,400 a month. So me and my girlfriend each getting $600 doesn't even cover rent. So what, what if I lost my job? Like this whole thing, like $600, it's $600 is crumbs. $1,000 extra for the, for the Trump tax break was garbage, right? Pelosi is such, she's the worst. She is the worst. She is a joke. The fact that anyone thinks that this woman is like, oh, she's the HBIC, right? This is Queen Pelosi. She's a charge. She's the woman in charge, right? Definitely Pelosi. We need, you know, prop this woman up to be the goddess of, of Washington is a joke. Every time a Democrat goes, oh, my God, I love Pelosi. I go, why? Why? Her district is a joke. She's been in Washington for years. She's crap. She's one of the worst politicians in Washington. And you know who else is garbage is Chuck Schumer. I know people who have friends in in the, who work in the White House in Washington who've been in Washington for thirty years. Everyone thinks Pelosi's a joke. She's an alcohol. She allegedly. Okay, I'm gonna say allegedly before this whole statement, so we don't get sued. Allegedly, she's an alcoholic. Allegedly, she has early stage onset dementia. Chuck Schumer is is known as one of the biggest morons in Washington. The guy's an idiot. He gives the same speech at every graduation, and the whole speech is about how he's a loser and he got rejected by a girl. That's the whole speech. I heard the speech. These people are not our leaders. They're supposed to be our representatives. And we are giving them the power to hold us hostage. And what do they give us? They give us crumbs. That's why the title of this episode is Let Them Eat Cake. Queen Pelosi. $600 is significant for working families. $600 doesn't mean anything to me. I'd rather you just open the country up so I can make my money. That's it. it, it $600 is supposed to get me through to March. I make Almost as much as that on my second job per week. You are killing this country. And that's their goal, though. That's what they want. They want everyone to be subservient to the government. But the really bad thing is the media is pushing this as a Joe Biden win, which is ridiculous. This guy is not the president. He is not in office. Regardless of whether or not he gets inaugurated in January, which, again, it's looking like he will. But we still have a few little tiny cards to play. So hopefully, you know, 
pray to God, whatever God you believe in, that it doesn't happen. But even if it does, he has nothing to do with this bill. He has nothing to do with the surging economy. He has nothing to do with the COVID vaccine. This guy is a train wreck in Washington. This guy literally went to sleep in 2018 and woke up as the president-elect. This is a complete joke. It is a complete joke. He has nothing to do with it. Joe Biden as this great guy, this guy who brings everyone together. This guy has been a disaster in Congress. Disaster his entire career. It's a joke. Yeah, I completely agree that when the, when the media mentioned that this was a win for Joe Biden, it's, it's it's hysterical. I know that there are a lot of people out there that think that uh, the current president's term ends on November 3rd and then the person that, you know, quote unquote, won, uh, then, you know, moves into the office on November 3rd or the next day. But that's not how it works. Right. President Trump is still overseeing all of this up until um, you know, hopefully another four years, but uh, legally speaking, up until either 20th or the 21st of January. So his presidency didn't end on November 3rd. And the fact that they're saying that it was, you know, due to president, um, president-elect, right, Biden stepping in and, and bringing people together, that he was a reason that people came together, right? The dude's been asleep for, moderate, since, like, for years. I... I, I want to do this really quick. I know this is kind of a tangent. How? Like Time Magazine, okay? We already knew this was a joke when they when they gave Greta Thunberg person of the year for doing what she even said was nothing. How? How? Is Joe, how would Joe Biden and Kamala Harris people of the year? What did they do this year? They did nothing. They barely ran a campaign. They won essentially a mostly fraudulent election. We just got kicked off YouTube. And Joe Biden has, they haven't done anything. They're not in office. They, what, how, I, I don't get it. This, this media obsession with putting Democrats up on this pedestal, like they are gods among men is the worst possible thing for the American people because it props up the government as this all knowing entity, right? The government knows best. They're going to help you. They're going to take care of you. And we already know that they're not going to do it. Am I, before you say anything, I'm going to bring Luke in because I wanted to hear him talk about the stimulus bill before we get into the voter fraud in PA. But Luke, I hope you're ready because I'm dropping you in right now. Hey, Luke, how's it going? Hey, folks. Uh, how are you doing today? We're good, Luke. All right. Glad you could make it. And we were just, I was ranting hard. Yeah. Like, most, super yeah. hard. That yeah. Like I'm drenched in sweat right now. Like I'm sweating right through it's my brand new reverse retro best, jersey. It, like it's bad. The, the, the counter there. <laughs> I'm trying not to, but we're just talking about all the ridiculous nonsense that went into this bill. The uh, stuff going to the Department of Education, things going to higher education, money going to Amtrak, foreign aid. This thing is absolutely ridiculous. Luke, what is your take on this garbage, garbage bill? I mean, you hit the nail on the head, man. It's, it's absolute trash. It is a slap in the face of the American working class. And here's the, the thing that really gets me fired up. It is being marketed as a COVID relief bill, it is not a COVID relief bill. This is a bill that is a Christmas wish list for the career politicians, including GOP rhinos there, who want to get through what they can with the convenient excuse of a little COVID relief so they tack on $600 for every American. Absolute disgrace. It's a slap in the face. We've got money going to Burma, to Nepal, to gender studies, money going to Amtrak, money going to green initiatives. And how on earth does this relate to lifting up the middle class who have been beaten down through 2020? I mean, that, that's really my summarization of it. 
because they don't want to lift up the middle class. The Democrats' goal is to destroy the middle class. Because if you destroy the middle class, now you create class warfare, you can institute socialism because you've convinced the people at the bottom that it is the people at the top that are keeping you down, when in reality it was the government that completely obliterated your ability to move up in America. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right, man. And this is something that I, I posted. Uh, I'd encourage anyone, you know, I, I've been posting a, a lot about this on IG. Uh, look, I believe pork should be illegal. That's the way that they're getting this that through this bill. Um, and for anyone who doesn't know, basically all that pork is, is something in a bill that has nothing to do with the topic at hand. So if we're passing a bill about the color blue, uh, all of a sudden you're including stuff about the color red. Well, that has nothing to do with this bill. This bill is about the color blue. Um, that's a very simplistic example of what pork is. And that's exactly this is supposed to be about COVID. Why on earth are we funding uh, gender studies and, and Burma? in a COVID relief bill. And it's it, like you said, their, their end goal is absolutely gut the middle class that's been shown to be clear in 2020. And it's really ridiculous. And I think uh, Mar, I'm going to let you talk one second because I just want to respond to what Luke said. I was listening to Shapiro today and he, he put it perfectly. He put it in there perfectly. The way that every bill should be passed is it should be five pages written in clear English and on one topic. So yes. Like you said, if you are passing something on the color blue, you can only have the color blue. If this is COVID relief, like President Trump asked them, only COVID direct payments to American taxpayers. That should be the only thing in this bill, not all this other garbage. Amani? Yeah, no, I agree. And it's really ample that he uh, called it the blue bill, right? Because it's like, really, this whole thing was caused by these people. Um, but I do think it's important to note that um, we do have a couple of people that I think we can agree with today, right? AOC surprisingly came out. The world is ending when we are agreeing with AOC. <laughs> I know. And it's like, oh my God, this really is 2020. It um, could not get anywhere. And she said, this is about 5,600 pages long. And it was given to us maybe like two hours before we were supposed to to vote on it. And I don't know about you guys, but I can't read 5,600 pages in two hours. So I know, I know for a fact, they barely got to read this. So I really think it's interesting uh, to see who voted no on this. And I think that right now Trump is going to be in a really tough spot because the media is just waiting to see they're going to attack regardless, right? He's between a rock and a hard place right now. He says, yes. Everyone's like, how dare you? You're giving them crumbs, you know, because they're not activated. They're not educated. And then if he says, I'm going to veto this. They're like, how dare you? We're struggling. So what do you guys think? What do you think the media reaction is going to be, whether it's a veto or whether it's it's a it's a yes? Luke, I'm going to let you go first since you were nice I, enough to come on the show. No, oh, thank you. Thank you. I think it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. I mean, honestly, here, because what's going to happen is if he does it, um, the conservatives and, and even centrists and maybe some of it, even the left-leaning AOC followers are going to be saying, like, why did he do this? This is clearly something that is about the elites, about corporate America, about green initiatives, not about COVID relief. But if he doesn't do it, the media is going to blast him. They're going to, to say, how terrible is it that you can't pay rent on Christmas because of Donald Trump? And, um, you know, forget the fact that it's all blue state governors who shut down your businesses forcefully. No, they're not going to come after them. They're going to come after Donald Trump. So with that in mind, I say veto it, man. Look, look especially if he's on his way out, if, if things continue in the way that they look like they're going right now. And they, these are his last few weeks, at least for a few years. I'm all about Trump 2024. I'd support it. But um, look, if these are his last few weeks in, in office, I say veto it, baby.
Yeah, and my whole thing is I don't think he's going to veto it. Um, President Trump is very much the guy who wants to do the thing that the American people want, right? He wants to give people money. He wants to. He wanted to give people twelve hundred dollars in October. He doesn't want people to hurt. He and this is why I've always said he's not a true, you know, conservative because he's going to spend the money. He's not fiscally conservative. Yeah. Yeah. He will be socially conservative, but he's not going to be fiscally conservative. He's Donald Trump. He's I'm gonna do everything big. I'm gonna do everything better. So I think he's gonna he's gonna do this because he doesn't want people to hurt. And I think that's why people like. You know, Emperor Cuomo were holding us hostage because he believed that President Trump would bail out New York because New York was hurting so bad. And President Trump didn't want people in New York to be hurting. He didn't want people not to be able to pay their rent. And again, what's going to happen and the reason why all these people vote yes when they can't even read the bill, because if you don't vote for the COVID relief package, you're a bad person. This is what the left does with everything, right? You created an organization, a racist Marxist organization, and you called it Black Lives Matter. Because if you say you don't support the organization of Black Lives Matter, people go, you're a bad person. You don't support Black Lives. I go, no, I do. I don't support the organization. No, but it's the same thing. But it's not. It's the same thing. This is what they do. They are masters at marketing. They are masters of manipulation. They are masters at bullying people into accepting their ideals because they tell everyone we are the master. We are the anti-racist, right? We are the pe- we are for the people. We are the, the, the party of unity when in reality they are a monolith of socialism and racism and communism. And it's absolutely ridiculous that they push people around. And that's why this bill is that big. And that's why all these people will vote for it. Because if you vote against something that says COVID relief, even though this is not even a COVID relief bill. This is an omnibus omnibus package. This has nothing to do with COVID relief. This is like a, a mini tax return. That's all this is. This has nothing to do with it. It's absolutely ridiculous. And it's garbage, but they bully people in because guess what? If Chuck Schumer had any type of balls, he would go, this is a garbage bill. And he would vote against it, but he won't because he's a Democrat. But even the Republicans who are voting for it, If they had any type of balls, they would vote against it. But guess what? People in their state, if there are people who are still unemployed, will go, wait, you took $600 out of my pocket? They People don't understand. Again, I said this on on the WaxCast podcast on Friday. Most people are sheep. It's not not an indictment of people. Most people are sheep. They're not going to be informed. They're not going to read into anything. They're not going to understand what's going on. They're just going to go, this is where I get this. This is where I get that. Oh, $600. Oh, that's nice. Oh, COVID relief. Yes. They're not going to look into it. They're not going to understand what's going on behind the scenes. They're not going to see what's going to happen down the line. So that's how they get away with it. Yeah, I I agree. That's, That's a shame, but I think you're right. All right, enough of this ridiculous COVID relief because I'm literally like my heart rate is like up here. It is like it's really more by talking about. Well, I think it's it's uh, appropriate because this funding was actually in the bill and it was funding to distribute the vaccines. And now we've seen that a lot of our uh, representatives have been getting them. And um, I don't know if you have been looking at the CDC's recommendations as to how the vaccine should be distributed. And instead of saying, okay, well, statistically, let's look at age, right? Who is the most vulnerable, which we know are the elderly, because the elderly, it's not just their age, right? Usually, usually when you're in a nursing home or you're 85 years old, you usually have a, a couple of conditions, right? That make you more susceptible to dying with this virus. Um, but no, they obviously didn't do that because leftism is so entrenched in, in everything that we do. So they said that you should uh, distribute it by race, right? So because most <laughs> mine workers, essential workers are 
uh, of minority descent or are minorities that they should receive it first. So what do you think about that, Evan? Let's get your blood pressure going. Oh my God. First of all, the, everything with the left comes back to race, right? What did Fauci say? Oh, you know, black people, it's all, it's all cool. The COVID vaccine, one of the people who worked on it was a black woman. So take it. It's cool. Don't worry about it. Like, I don't know why they didn't learn from Joe Biden's Despacito moment. Like, it, it, they I don't never learn. They never learn. Why? Because the sheep keep voting for them. They keep giving them the ability to do this. This is what they do. Fauci, what did he say originally? Oh, you don't need a mask. It's not really going to do anything. What is it now? Oh, wear a mask forever. Even if you get the vaccine, you still need to wear a mask. Oh, we, you know, don't fly on an airplane inside the United States. Don't see your family for Christmas. But, you know, we shouldn't restrict people from the United Kingdom, even though now they have a super spreader virus version of COVID. It's all garbage. And the sheep eat it up. They eat it up. Exactly. I think it's it's interesting that we have seen almost no flu deaths this year. Um, and obviously they, they say- Flu doesn't exist it. anymore. Not, no one dies of anything but COVID. We've been really good. You know, we've been wearing our masks. We've been social distancing. But at the same time, no, 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 let's shut everything down again. Everything is code blue or purple or whatever colors they assign because no one is wearing their masks and social distancing. So they really just keep moving the goalpost. And when I heard about this new super spreader, 70% more transmissible virus from the UK, I'm like, oh my God, just in time for the vaccines to not work anymore, right? Because they can't handle the idea of us having our freedom again, right? They need to con continue to push something. And I really don't know what's going on. I don't know if it is as deadly as they say, but I know that they are frothing at the, at the mouth with this new virus because now they can continue to keep us in lockdown for even longer. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I think you hit the nail on the head with saying moving the goalpost so that we cannot receive our liberties back. And this is something that, and, and I, I hope you guys both agree with this. My, my gut tells me you probably will. This brings me back, it, it harkens me back to the Patriot Act, which I'm, I'm very against. Um, and the Patriot Act, how did we get this infringement on Americans uh, in, in the case of the Patriot Act? It was fear. American, right to privacy, right? It's all fear. And an undefined moving goalpost. What was the goalpost back then? It was terrorism. So we had this idea, and this is something I studied in college that really uh, just stuck with me. No one ever defined what it meant to defeat terrorism. We had the war on terror, right? But what does it mean to defeat terrorism? No one ever bothered to define that, to define what terrorism was and how we defeat it and how we know when we can stop. When have but we- Luke, that's how the government does everything. War on po war on drugs, war on poverty, yep. war on terror. You're, 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 it's a war. It's not against the person. It's not against an actual enemy. You exactly. can't win. Exactly. And now it's the war on COVID. Actually, Biden has spoken about this. He, he's called it. We need victory against. We need victory in the war against COVID. What is that? That's another moving goalpost so that they can use this undefined, ambiguous term to take your freedoms. First, it was your right to privacy. Now it's your right to literally to say how you handle your own body with, you know, injections of vaccines and masks and social distancing and garbage. It's all an undefined moving goalpost that they use through fear to get us to give, cough up those liberties. And uh, it's, it's really terrifying to see the sheep go along. And uh, I'm glad to see others fighting it, though.
I mean, that's exactly what they do with everything, though. And we've seen it's always done through fear, which is why our motto is don't let fear take your freedom, in which we have some amazing merchandise that has that motto on it at our on our store at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com slash store. We will be putting everything on a 15% sale for the new year up shortly once Peter gets off his ass and actually gets that done. So look for that link on our Facebook group and on Instagram uh, for that, that promo code, which will be up. But Luke, I want to get, so you contacted me earlier in the week. You wanted to talk about the issue that's going to get us banned off of all social media, voter fraud. So you said that there was, you had some voter fraud in your district. Luke, I want to let you introduce what happened and then we can discuss how the leftists plan to destroy America, which is their overall game plan. Absolutely. I mean, so so I'll just say it's actually pretty simple here. Uh, we, we have allegations of voter fraud on Election Day in person, um, either ballot fraud or ballot error. Either way, the end result is an illegitimate election. That is what the allegation is of. Uh, these are not my allegations. These are allegations that came to me, to my team from uh, various citizens of PA 18, of Western PA. So here's what it boils down to. People contacted me and said, hey man, just so that you know, you were not on my ballot and your opponent Mike Doyle was. Now this is obviously a problem and if you don't understand why for any listeners, I'll explain why. Because as a Pennsylvania resident who went through the legal PA nomination process and who, (laughs) I'll tell you, busted my own butt to get through that process and be a legal member on the ballot, a nominee for Congress, um, I belonged there. I had the legal right to be there and thousands of people had fought and given their time and their signature and their backing to have me there. So uh, if these ballots did have either an error or an intentional fraud that had me not on some people's ballots, that's an illegitimate election. So that's what we're looking to investigate. And and the only thing I'd tack on to that is that we actually see that the precedent for error specifically in Western PA, PA 18, was already set to the tune of 30,000 illegal ballots that were sent out when the Board of Elections I contracted out a printer who printed the wrong candidates in the wrong district. So for instance, let's say I'm running in district one, my name is printed in district two and the guy in district two, his name is printed in district one. Now we were able to sue the board of elections and to correct this because those were in mail-in ballots, meaning that we had weeks to deal with it, to go through the legal process, to identify it. But this is fact. I mean, the board of elections owned up to 30,000 ballots were illegally sent out and had to be redacted. So the only question is, did the same exact mistake happen only on election day ballots? So my my intuition tells me it's very likely, but I want to be be open and say, look, I'm, I'm just trying to follow where the allegations that these citizens have, have brought to me have led. We have sworn affidavits. We have written statements. And uh, and I want to get to the bottom of it. I want to review these ballots. This is this is shaping up to be one of the biggest cover ups in American history, because you see it all the time. We have thousands of sworn affidavits of of improper ballot counting, of ballot harvesting. we The numbers don't add up for the total amount of votes compared to registered voters for the country. This stuff is ridiculous. And then, what was it? Uh, Newsmax was reporting on this. And then Dominion and Smart Tech threatened to sue them, and they had to walk it back. Everyone is in, using lawsuits and fear to try to push this aside. They're saying there's no evidence. Meanwhile, there are videos all over the internet of people handing USBs, of people pulling out cartons of, of of ballots from underneath tables of people why were like people not being allowed to observe ballot counting from the republican side this whole and then the media goes there's no evidence there's yep. no evidence yeah 
How is there no evidence? I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it right now. This is the same thing. I talk to leftists all the time. I'll be like, I spoke to someone who I trust who is on the ground. On the ground. They go, no, it's not true. I go, what, what, I'm like, what are you yep. talking about? I have an eyewitness. This, this is the emperor all over again, right? The, the naked emperor is out there and they're saying, check out his new, his new threats. And, and if you dare... If you dare question and say, yeah, but what about this video? And yeah, but what about this affidavit? And yeah, but what about this written account? No, no, you are a bigot. You are a conspiracy theorist. You are anti-democracy. Uh, it's it is, um, it, it's so overt. It's unbelievable. And what people don't understand about affidavits, Monty Malayo, one second. An affidavit is a legal sworn statement. If you lie on an affidavit, you can go to prison. That is a felony to lie on an affidavit. Imani, I'm going to let you go. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing as putting your hand on the Bible, right? Saying, you know, I solemnly swear to tell the truth and nothing but the whole truth, right? A lot of people don't don't put two and two together, right? Um, and Luke, I think it's important uh, that we recognize that there are a lot of people on the left that have seen the videos and might be skeptical, but there are a lot of those people that say, you know what? Um, it was necessary to kick, you know, this tyrant, this dictator, right? Literally Hitler out of office. Now, why should both sides of of the aisle, no matter how radical, no matter how conservative, right? Which is, is conservative is not bad. Okay. I'm just saying, you know, both sides of the aisle, why should they care about these irregularities and possible fraud? The swamp monsters won't because it goes back to business as usual. So when president Trump was elected, it was a signal to the swamp. The American people are not standing for your garbage anymore, that we're going to vote for someone who's going to work for the American people. And now they have a chance to go back to business as usual. They have the same chance to put their little side handshake deals and give money to their friends. And Pelosi can give all these contracts to her husband. And Hunter Biden can go run around China, allegedly, picking up <laughs> bags of cash and doing all this garbage and snorting coke and apparently being a pedophile, allegedly, all the, allegedly to all this stuff so we don't get sued. It's all alleged. But, you know, there are pictures all over the Internet. You can just Google them. And they can go back to business as usual. And the American people will be sold out to China and our gas will go from $2 a gallon to $4 a gallon. And the small businesses will be destroyed. And the only places you'll be able to get anything are Target and Walmart and Amazon. And you'll either have to work for them for garbage wages or you'll have to work for the government. See, this is the whole thing. Everyone always complains about wages, right? Walmart doesn't pay people enough. Target doesn't pay people enough. You have a choice to go work somewhere else. They are trying to take away that choice. That's how you eliminate the middle class. You eliminate people's ability to go get a job at a small business and, and work your way up to be a manager. Instead, you have to go to Target and work for minimum wage. That, that's what they want because that's how you destroy the middle class. Again, their end game is socialism. Their end game is government power. And they are pushing us towards that edge. And this is what people don't get. I don't want a handout. I don't want $600. I want you out of my goddamn business. That's mm. what I want. That's right. That's right. And, and people don't realize, I think, how spectacular and historically significant the American middle class is. Or I'd even say since America has spread to the rest of the West, the Western middle class. Look, historically speaking, and we're talking about for eras of thousands of years, there was no middle class. There were the haves and the have-nots. There were the monarchs and the rulers and the elites. 
uh, the authoritarians, and then there were the villagers, right? Uh, like literally the people who scraped to get by, uh, they would expect to have a few family members die in the winter because they couldn't afford food. Like, like that is the establishment of the world, of global history, before we came across with this, with this idea of a democratic republic with free market capitalist principles. When you couple those things together, you get a beautiful, thriving middle class with upward mobility, where if you want to become what could be called an elite, you want to become a millionaire, an influential person, you can do it. That's a beautiful thing. And that is why people should care about the rules being followed. Because if we lose that, someday it's going to come around for you. Even if you right now your guy is on the winning end of, of a cheating system, if you are not one of the very few elites, someday the reaper is going to come around for you and you're going to have to pay up. Um, and and that is what we're giving away. And that's why when I see videos like what you just referenced, right? I saw videos with the man on the street interviews where people say, is democracy important? And, and the, almost everyone interviewed says yes. And then the interviewer says, but if in order to get someone as radical as Donald Trump out of office, we had to cheat just once a, a little bit, is it worth it? And the people say yes. It is worth it. It would be okay. You can look up these videos on YouTube, that type of stuff. It is so dangerous. It is so short-sighted. Um, and it's something that we need to keep having these conversations on, though. We need to keep building relationships because people can be woken up, but it, it's a hard fight and it's it's one worthwhile, though. But that's the problem is too many people are okay with what I like to call selective tyranny. And I wish I would have came up with that yeah. term. I don't remember where I heard it, but people are okay with selective tyranny. If my guy's winning, I'm okay with it, right? Yeah. You have, what's that that far right dude on YouTube? I can never remember his name. The guy's such a piece of garbage. He's, oh, fine, with the, he's uh, fine with the government like banning pornography and banning all these things and banning all this stuff. Listen, I'm not a huge fan of pornography. I think it's very detrimental to young men. I think it, it, creates, an unreal, it creates a lot of issues. Um, we're not even getting into that today. I don't think it's a good thing, but I don't want the government to have the power to ban these things. That's the problem. So I don't want Donald Trump to pack the courts. I don't want Joe Biden to pack the courts. I don't want anyone packing the courts. I don't want anyone changing the system. I don't want anyone increasing government overreach. I don't want anyone increasing the size of the government, even if it's my guy. I don't want that. If you are okay with selective tyranny, it will come back and bite you in the ass. But people don't get that. They don't realize it. So if the Democrats cheated this time, right, and they got away with it, guess what? Next time, the Republicans go, you know what? We can't <laughs> win if we don't cheat. So guess what? We're cheating. Yeah. And that's the end of fair elections. And then there is no faith in the system. Right. And then it becomes like, like the, the biggest guy on the block, right, or the, the most sneaky guy on the block, or the guy who has the most friends in power in law enforcement in the military like we it can becomes cronyism territory there right where it's like who's got the most guns who's got the most goons to pull up on like that's the type of stuff that we start opening up in that pandora's box exactly of us are our, our voice really in this you know enormous beautiful country is our vote and if you take that away you're you're silencing us that's it we have no say in what goes on even in our own homes anymore it just you know in these last couple of years we've seen what's going on with like um you know uh physicians going uh turning increasingly political not really following any science you're not allowed to do research unless it favors the left and what their agenda is so i do think it's important that both sides realize that at the end of the day, we just want people to adhere to the Constitution, follow the rules. And the minute that you let some people start start winning because it favors your team, you're going to be in for a rude awakening when the mob is against you, not with you. Yeah.
Yeah, I agree. And, and this is one reason that I actually had some, I, I got some heat early on in, in my campaigning days back, like last uh, February, March, where I said, I, I was like, look, I support Donald Trump. I just don't think he's perfect. I, I can't support everything he does. And then exactly. But right, and literally, there were people who came. Luke, you're a terrible person. And I said the example I gave was red flag laws. I think red flag laws are, are an example where I don't think Trump is an authoritarian, but I think they are an authoritarian idea that he supported out of, I would assume, good intent, but it was a mistake. I think it was a mistake. I think it was a mistake for Dan Crenshaw to support them, too. Um, I don't think some people call them like turncoats and stuff. I don't think that makes them a turncoat. I just think they were wrong on this one. People overreact to everything, Luke. That's what they do. They, it, it's right? an it's absolutely like, ridiculous thing. You get it wrong and I hate you, you know. And so but I, I told them, I was like, look, I I support actual gun rights, actually enforcing the Second Amendment. And as a result, red flag laws are something where I can't stand with Donald Trump. And there are some people who are like, oh, my God, you get, you know, did you eat, did you vote to impeach him or did you support him? I was like, no, I didn't support impeaching him. Like, this is just me saying that we have to be able to call out people when they're wrong. I, I never want to tie my ship so closely to somebody that I lose my ability to disagree. Like, my goodness, what, what are we doing here? So uh, and we see a lot more of that on the left, but some of it is on the right as well because it's human nature. Yeah, which is why I was an independent for a lot of a lot of years. Um, and because I didn't want to time. Listen, the Republican Party before President Trump was was garbage. It was essentially the Democrat Party. There were very few differences, but you can never tie your ship. Listen, if you like you just said, you can't tie your ship too closely to anybody, because at the end of the day, these people are going to do what they want to do. They're never going to be perfect. They're never going to do what you want them to do. If I was a Republican in 1860, you know, it was with President Lincoln, their anti-slavery party. It was all about small, you know, it was a small government party. It was about getting rid of slavery. If you were, if you were a Republican in the 1980s, it was, you know, it were Reagan Republican. It was a great time. But George H.W. Bush came in and ruined the party and it ruined the party all the way through his ridiculous son. I almost used a different word. And it finally started turning back around to Reagan Republican under President Trump. And what happens is if President Trump ends up not being in office you know, in 2020, it might it can very well happen. We have to come to that reality, even if he doesn't does or doesn't run in 2024. If President Trump is now gone from from public office, we have to decide what kind of party the Republican Party is going to be. Are we going to be the party of Ted Cruz or. Or are we going to be the party of Mitch McConnell? Because they are two very different Ooh. Republicans. Yeah. And if it's become I, 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 the party of Mitch McConnell, I'm out. I'm not yeah, voting not for. Right. I'm not voting for rhinos. I'm not doing it. It's yeah, I don't vote for the rhinos in New York. I only vote for true conservatives because I will not give my vote to people who are essentially the same as Democrats. Yeah, I think people need to realize, and I say this all the time, because once you tell someone you're a Republican or you're a conservative, they think that you are somehow, you know, the same as them with the Democrat Party, right? That you completely brown nose them at, at all times. And I and I and I just told this to, to a family member. I said, no, 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 the establishment runs deep. It runs on both sides, right? The swamp runs on both sides. And it is one big club and we're not in it. So really, the end goal of everything is just to keep the government limited and have these uh, politicians adhere to the Constitution, make sure they stay out of our lives. It's not for us to, you know, have someone that we like or or that, you know, makes us feel nice with their words. It's just to really limit the, the power that the government has over, over our lives. Again, it's one big club. We're not in it. So we cannot be all emotionally invested in these people. We have to make sure they're just pushing the right policies. 
that's right. Well said. People people want politicians to be, you know, their their buddies or their friends. And like maybe you can get that now and then, but if that's your end goal, you're gonna be disappointed more often than not, in my opinion. And yeah, I just want to take the opportunity to to sing the praises of uh, Ted Cruz. I believe he openly uh, was vocally against this bill. Uh, he voted against it. And not only that, but I, I saw some posts that he made uh, against it explaining why. So, uh, you know, bravo. Uh, credit where credit's due to people like him uh, versus Cocaine Mitch and Nancy Pelosi, who ultimately are, are not that different, in my opinion. They're really not. And, you know, the Republican Party is not about conservative spending. They're not about any of this stuff. It's just about pushing their own. So it's, it's, it's all garbage. It, there really is almost no difference. And the fact that President Trump had such a big following forced these swamp rats on the, in the Republican Party to play like they were all for the American people, that they were right. part of the MAGA right. movement. And they're really not. And you see it right now because we will see what happens when it goes January 6th. If the, the electoral votes are contested, we will see who is on the side of the American people and who is on the side of the swamp. And I'm definitely afraid because if it goes the way that it should go, we're good. But if it goes the way that I think it's going to go, the swamp rats just dig their heels in and go, listen, we want to return back to the way that it was. Mm. We're screwed. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Hey, folks, I'm going to have to sign off. I apologize. I'm actually out right now. My phone's running on low battery. So before it dies and I just cut out, uh, I'll, I'll gracefully exit here. <laughs> All right, Luke, quick, quickly give tell people where they can find you online. We're going to wrap up anyway. Okay, awesome, awesome. LukeNegron.com, L-U-K-E-N-E-G-R-O-N. Dot com and then I'm also uh, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. All of those are linked at the website at LukeNegron.com. And uh, I'll also be sharing this on my IG and tagging uh, everyone in it. All right. Thanks again, Luke, for coming on. Amani, why don't you tell people where they can find you online? You can find me on Instagram at RedPilledIcarly. Evan? Amani is still only on Instagram. I don't understand why. But make sure, guys, make sure that you follow us on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on Instagram at underscore Empire State Conservatives, on Twitter at Empire State Cons, on Parlor at Empire State Conservatives, on YouTube at Empire State Conservative Network, and on any audio platform, Empire State Conservatives Podcast. Like, share, subscribe. Please leave us a review. We are heavily heavily censored on all social media so sharing this around helps us a lot and if you can please consider buying some of our merch at empirestateconcernnetwork.com slash store again all that money goes back into spreading the word we are making no money off of this every single dollar goes into either advertising or supporting candidates that we know will help new york so for that wash your hands and don't let fear take your freedom mm -hmm.